big day coming up this afternoon. Apple and Amazon set to report, and Apple's jamming 2% into the number. We got a preview on what to look for from Jeff. We traded it with Scott's bullish take. Now let's talk some more fundamentals with Dan Morgan rejoining us from the Sonovas Trust Company Portfolio Manager, Senior Portfolio Manager and Vice President. Dan, good to have you here again. Hi, Oliver. Good to see you. Okay, so what's your big look for Apple? What's the number you're going to be zooming in on as soon as this number comes out? Well, Oliver, you already kind of talked about the iPhone revenues uh, in terms of you know what the consensus is. Probably anything north of 43 billion would be a positive. That'd be about a 63% growth rate from a year ago, and anything north of 55 million units uh, on the iPhones. But you know what's kind of interesting, Oliver? I don't hear a lot of people talking about is you know we had some big up uh, up surprises on the last quarter in terms of Mac and iPads, whereby you know we had the big work from home trend that occurred during COVID and then that kind of waned, right, in terms of that trade. And, and then all of a sudden we had Apple come in with these huge beats uh, in iPads and Macs. And I was just looking at the consensus estimates going into the quarter on those two product categories. And they're looking for both negative growth. So, hmm. you know, if you think of the fact that they may be able to beat on iPads and Macs along with good growth and you know, iPhone and services, you're looking at, like your previous guest was mentioning, potentially a blowout quarter. So we'll just have to see if that comes to fruition, but that's one thing that kind of stood out coming into this uh, upcoming quarter before the holiday selling season. I like the reminder here, of course, too, about the computing side, right, that sometimes gets a little bit overlooked. The one time of year it shouldn't is when it's gifting time. Uh, I guess the question, Dan, yeah. is will folks be able to get it? Do you have confidence in their supply chain story that they're going to tell us? Because it seems like so far, I mean, pretty much everybody's been taking a hit from this. Apple's given us a little yeah. bit of a warning, though, right, on what to expect? Yeah, and it's interesting, Oliver, because you think of other companies, Apple's been somewhat immune, right? We had a delay in the camera, right? About two weeks on the new iPhone 13. Then we had the warning that come out, came out recently from yes. them saying that some of these orders on some of the new products that they recently introduced could push into kind of November-ish, December-ish, uh, you know, delays. But so far, they've controlled their supply chain relatively well. Obviously, we're going to learn well when we learn more and we hear about this upcoming quarter. But, you know, it seems like the, the, the feeling is they're still going to be able to deliver Oliver by Christmas time, right? You may have to put your order in and wait a little bit longer. But as long as you get it before Christmas, that new iPad or that Mac or that new iPhone 13, you should That's be okay. That's what counts. So it, we'll see. Get, Got to get it before Christmas. <laughs> so if uh, they do hit along the expectations, Dan, what do you think they need to tell in terms of guidance? Do you think that they need to give a big blockbuster expectation for next year? Or can they still say, ah, we just got through Delta, unclear on what this is going to mean? Well, that's a good point, Oliver. You know, Apple is traditionally a company that, that will give lower numbers than what they can truly accomplish every quarter. That's kind of been management's way of doing do. business. You have the iPhone 13 coming out. I don't know if you sat in on that event. I did. They've got some incredible capability in terms of making movies. I don't know if that's enough to get the huge upgrade cycle everyone's looking for, but I would expect them to be somewhat on the downtrot going into the quarter after the close of this holiday season. Um, but 
you know, that's Apple's way of traditionally lowering the bars. So they can only come in and beat it. So mm. I don't know if the street's going to like put a big downward cycle on it if they came in and let's say missed the range on revenues and earnings in terms of their guidance. Dan, do you have as much confidence? Because I would describe it as confidence uh, that you have in Apple's numbers. What about for Amazon, where there's maybe a little bit more peak growth story to be told here, where their e-commerce numbers have pretty much already peaked out. I mean, we already saw that. Well, you're right, Oliver. And, you know, Amazon last quarter, that was the first quarter they missed numbers, right? Estimates after six quarters of beating. Uh, so that was a little bit of a downtrod of the number. Yeah. Again, Oliver, you know, we, we think of Amazon, what are the driving forces? We think of AWS, that should grow about 35% in this quarter. Uh, we think about their advertising unit, that other revenue. Uh, that should grow around, you know, roughly 45, 50% in the quarter. So there's still a lot of growth left in Amazon. But you know what's interesting, Oliver, is you kind of have this swinging in the FANG stocks, right? You have this, uh, you know, COVID on, right? Netflix, Amazon, stay at home, order stuff. And then you have the, the pendulum swing to the other side, which means, you know, people are getting out and doing more stuff and driving the economy. So Amazon's definitely kind of that COVID on trade, right, along with Netflix. So it'll be interesting to see how they come and deliver numbers, but I expect decent numbers out of them. I'm not, I don't have as much confidence just because they did miss on the last quarter and you kind of wonder, you know, what the climate is coming into this quarter. Okay, so looking at the numbers here that we got on growth for some of these companies, uh, Amazon, that 40% top line, uh, not what we're, what we're expecting, right? In the past, is this gonna be the market leader if that number's passed? I mean, the AWS, to your point, is still a juggernaut, right? I mean, it's gonna drive bottom line too in a way that e-commerce doesn't. But if the top line's peaked as a stock, is it gonna be a winner, Dan? Yeah, I don't think I, I would look at it as a peak. I still think there's a lot of growth left because of the growth engines that we talked about. I mean, Amazon, we know about their online business. We know what they do there, but they have so many other caveats to the story. So um, I still think there's a lot left to go in the stock. I, I really believe that, Oliver. But I'm not quite as confident, like you mentioned, uh, going into this quarter as I might be with some of the, of the other FANG stocks. So we've gotten this big breakdown. Dan, you and I have been talking tech for a while. Just big picture. What stands out to you as the one you want to put more of your eggs into that basket? Because it's for a long time been a behemoth kind of monolithic trade, right? I mean, you and I first spoke probably three, four years ago, and all the stocks went up since then. But now we got Facebook yeah. and Alphabet decoupling like we really haven't seen other than maybe a few times on other Facebook-specific news. So do you have to get more selective in this group, or can you just buy the block? Yeah, I think you do, Alva Oliver. I mean, everybody focuses on these five or six stocks, right? The FANG or the FANG when you include Microsoft. But you know as well as I do, because you and I have talked about this, there's a lot of names that we don't talk about as much when we do these uh, media interviews. Uh, Salesforce, Adobe, NVIDIA, that are great, great stories. They don't talk about as much on the major networks, but I mean, those are some names that have done extremely well and even equivalent to some of these stocks that we've talked about. So those might be some other names that, uh, you know, your listeners and viewers could take a look at that are still very solid growth stories that should do extremely well and not get so focused, like you said, 
on, I mean, what are we now, Oliver? 25% of the S&P 500's in the FANG stocks? <laughs> you know what I mean? You got stocks over one trillion, two trillion. I think one's going now close to three trillion. So, you know, how much more room is left in that, right? But I still think there's enough down here in some of these other tech names that we mentioned that uh, have tremendous potential growth going forward uh, and aren't so peaked out in terms of market cap. I got a stat for you that comes from Michael Batnick. And eight stocks, the biggest ones in the S&P 500, $11.7 trillion market cap, as big wow. as the bottom 394 in the index. Dan, thanks for coming back to Amazing. us. Nice setup into Thank the earnings. Yes, Sarah Dan Morgan, Vice President and Senior Portfolio Manager at the Synovus Trust Company.